Good evening, and welcome to Spooky Tales for Edna. I am Sir Sinister, and I will be your guide through these spooky stories, these terrifying tales, these yelp-inducing yarns. And just like any good spooky spiel, it starts with Once Upon a Time. A cave in the basement. Her dad never really had many friends, so when he got chatting to the new neighbor, they were both surprised. Mum laughed and called up her closest acquaintances to tell them her little boy was growing up, or he was out on a play date. Annalise, on the other hand, was happy and sad, all at the same time. On one hand, her father was smiling a lot more, chatting more excitedly at the dinner table about conversations he never discussed. It was like a light had switched on in his head. On the other hand, Annalise was playing a lot less games with him, especially Rumplenose and the Lost Rubies. That was a game she had made up with her father, where they looked for lost treasure around the house. Although she was only ten, and she missed him dearly, she knew that this meant the world to him. One evening during dinner time, Dad announced he wanted to dig his own basement. What are you on about? Sniggered Mum, making mental notes to tell her friends about this new development. Santino has dug his own basement, whined Dad like a schoolboy begging for a new pair of roller skates. And if Santino jumped off a bridge with you? Annalise chimed in. This reminded her a lot of the conversation she had back when she found out Kelly Carson was getting a treehouse installed in her back garden. And it was of her opinion they needed one too. Dad glared at her, but then his eyes softened. Imagine the extra space we would have to play Rumplenose. This did interest Annalise. They hadn't played properly together in days now, and a brand new reason to get started again was perfect. Mum sensed a mutiny and asked, Won't this be expensive? Especially when the house collapses into our new basement you're digging. She inspected a piece of broccoli on the end of her fork and went on, and surely you can't just dig a basement. You need support beams and... She paused to find the correct words. Nails! Dad and Annalise exchanged a look. It was hard not to smile when Mum ventured into unknown territories of expertise. Don't worry, Dad reassured her. Santino is great with this sort of stuff. We'll be done in just a few days, a week at most. Annalise smiled. She loved when her dad had that glow about him, the one where he felt that anything was in his reach. Suddenly, he turned to her and put on that Rumplenose's voice. Let's go find some treasure, my dear. With a squeal of delight, off they went, Mum calling after them about forgotten vegetables. What a sweet family, don't you think, listener? Such a daddy-daughter relationship. It almost warms the dark depths of my heart. Almost. A month later, Annalise sat on the top step of their very uncompleted basement. She inspected her freckles and short mousy brown hair in a particularly reflective saw Dad left out. There was a problem. The first few days went extremely smoothly. Even Mum's tune had changed when discussing on the phone. It's going to be fabulous. Think of the space I have for yoga and meditation. She'd chirped down the phone to a slew of eager-eared friends. But 
the smooth sailing unfortunately became shipwrecked. Santino, who Annalise did not like the look of one bit, and Dad had uncovered what Santino called a natural space. Uh, a what? Blustered Dad, trailing mud into the kitchen. A gap. A hole. Santino fumbled around for the right word. A cave. A cave? Dad yelled in shock. I wanted a basement. The two men continued to discuss the snag they had come across, but the word cave excited Annalise much more than a boring old basement. That night, Annalise had decided to go check out this cave of wonders for herself. She didn't need Rumplenose to help her find treasure. He had not made another appearance since the dinner table where this basement bonanza was first discussed. No, she would find fun and adventure without him. So, as the old grandfather clock her mum insisted on getting at a flea market a few years ago chimed midnight, Annalise slipped out of bed, slid into her slippers, and made her way downstairs. Now, dear listener, as I have said countless times, this is your time to get up and go outside. Do something else. Go watch cartoons or something less irregular. But, as always, you are still here. Well then, let me go on. As Annalise crossed the hallways towards the cave entrance, she noticed a blinking light on the answering machine and the flashing number 27. Mum had obviously broken the news to her flapping mouth flock. Annalise stood at the top of the makeshift staircase and looked down into the inky blackness of the so-called basement. In the distance, she could hear her dad's low, rumbling snores. He only ever snored if he was stressed. She took a deep breath in and then carefully placed her foot on the first step. She spotted one of Dad's or Santino's torches, hanging like a bat from a root in the earthy wall. Hardly daring to breathe, she took the torch and clicked the button to switch it on. The torch's light flashed across uneven walls and surfaces until finally resting on the cave's entrance. It looked like a wide open mouth. Bits of jagged rock and stone formed crooked teeth around its edge. Annalise, now at the bottom of the stairs, bent down to pick up an abandoned plastic bottle. It must be thirsty work uncovering a cave, she thought to herself. Staring down the endless chasm of darkness, she drew her arm back and flung the bottle down as far as she could. It bounced out of view, swallowed whole by the eerie darkness. She took a step nearer, trying to find where her brave little bottle had rolled to. Then suddenly, something flew out of the blackness. Annalise shielded her face, dropping the torch in the process. The object rolled to her slippered feet, brushing her toes. She scrambled to pick up the torch, jumping back from whatever it was. Shining the torch down, it was the plastic bottle. On closer inspection, she noticed it had a large chunk missing from its side. Suddenly, there was a grunting noise. Her heart pounded. She slowly directed her torch to the mouth of the cave, like a dentist looking for a rotten tooth, when she saw a pair of wide, white eyes glinting back at her. Now, listener, if you have a basement and never wish to enter it again after hearing this story, I really wouldn't blame you. 
I, for one, have a real fear of attics. Mainly because that's where my Auntie Winnie stays when she comes to visit. She's a werewolf, don't you know? Anyway, back to the story. The eyes blinked, then vanished. Annalise's chest felt like an elephant was doing ballet on it. She shone the torch in every direction, looking for those sinister-looking eyes. But nothing. There was a loud snore from upstairs that made Annalise almost jump out of her skin. She turned and quickly retreated to the exit of the basement. Moving as quickly and as silently as she could, she made her way back to her room, hanging the torch as she went. As she moved through the house, she noticed a faint trickle of sunlight creeping through the kitchen window. How long had she been down there? She slipped up the stairs, across the landing, and slid into bed. Annalise laid there with her eyes wide, thinking about what she had seen, until she heard her mum sleepily trudge into the bathroom. Now, dear listener, you might, as Annalise already has, explained away what she saw by a trick of the light, an illusion created by an unusual and eerie place. However, believe it or not, Annalise could not stop thinking about what she had or had not seen so she decided to return the following evening. Yes, listener, I can hear your shouts and pleas telling her not to go or be so foolish, but she cannot. The thought of adventure was just too tantalizing for her. The following morning, Annalise could not shake those eyes from her thoughts. She had to explore deeper into the cave. Unfortunately, she had to endure a day of quiet bickering between her mum and dad before any more exploring was possible. Mum was not impressed by the new spelunkable addition to the house and hissed her disapproval as dad finished up the dishes. Santino had popped round too. His eyes flashed when he saw Annalise and a smirk crept onto his face like a worm crawling out of mud. Not interested by your newfound wonder of the world? He purred. Annalise stared back unflinchingly as her mum's fires of anger were restoked. Better than a swimming pool, Annalise cooed. Who can say they have their own personal cave? Santino winked and made his way to the basement. Yes, muttered her mum, sloshing a clear liquid into a small glass. The property value will soar. Several hours later, now laying in bed fully dressed, Annalise waited for the old grandfather clock to strike midnight. As soon as it did, she sprang into action. She listened for the snores of her exhausted father and set off, back down into the basement, and she stared once more into the cave's vastness. For a while, she just stood there, when she suddenly thought she felt a light breeze fluttering out of the terrifying tunnel. Where did it lead? Then something moved. Her jaw tightened and her legs stiffened. She wasn't going to run this time. She waited, her heart doing a drum solo in her chest. Hello? She whispered into the emptiness. Well, replied the not-so-emptiness. Annalise gasped and felt tears begin to prickle the corner of her eyes. Her mouth swung open and something stepped out of the shadows. Now, dear listener, 
At this point, I always warn you to go. Rid this story from your ear canals and do something else. But, as I can see from your clenched fists and wide eyes, you are eager to find out what happens next. So be it. Stepping into the beam of yellow torchlight was... Annalise. No, it can't be. This girl was grubby looking, with wild bushy brown hair and dirt caked under her fingernails. But there was no mistaking the resemblance. The girl stepped closer and Annalise saw her more clearly. She looked hard at the freckles on her face she knew so well. Her dad called them his constellations. Every freckle was the same, thought Annalise. The girl stepped even closer now. Annalise realized she was only wearing a tattered rag for clothes, and she smelt as if she had never seen a bath in her life. Hello. Annalise tried again, more bravely this time. In reply, the girl scuttled up to her like a human crab, snatching the torch from her hands. Annalise muffled a scream as she watched the girl stare directly into the bulb of the light. She exclaimed, dropping the torch and backing away. Annalise regained her courage and, scooping up the dropped torch as she went, stooped down to speak to the girl. Hi, I'm Annalise. Who are you? She stuck out her hand for the cave girl to shake, but instead she gave it a sniff, like a dog finding a particularly smelly stick. Annalise couldn't help herself but chuckle. The cave girl made a noise that could only be described as a laugh as well. Annalise pointed at herself and said, Annalise, then pointed at the cave girl and said, You? The cave girl looked at the tip of Annalise's pointing finger and grabbed it with both hands. No, 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 I'm Annalise, she repeated, pulling her finger from the cave girl's grip. You are? Once again, the cave girl looked confused, but finally said, Annalise. No, no, I'm Annalise. Oh, never mind. The evening continued like this, the cave girl repeating words and Annalise trying not to laugh. By the end of a very long night, she felt that the cave girl's responses were becoming more clear. But she still kept calling herself Annalise. Sunlight crept down to the basement and Annalise moaned. She promised she would come back tomorrow night and, half showing, half pushing the cave girl, she watched her retreat back into the blackness of her cave. Annalise then flew up to her bedroom, her eyes sagging with tiredness, but a wide grin on her face. She really had found an adventure. Now, dear listener, you can imagine the reaction of an adult when you told them that you found a cave person living in your basement. And for this exact reason, among others, Annalise decided to keep this little secret to herself. A whole week of these nights flew by, and each night the cave girl grew in confidence and understanding. By the seventh night, however, she sounded just like Annalise, except for the terrible smell, of course, until the next morning. You can't fill in the cave, Dad, Annalise sobbed. It's a basement, Anne, and it's no use to us. Anyway, Santino's selling his house and moving away, so I'd have no one to help me finish it. No, you can't. Annalise searched wildly for reasons. I've, I've told all my friends about it at school. I don't want them to start calling me a liar. Better a liar than having a cave below your house, Mum chimed in. 
And I thought I told you not to tell anyone about this mess. You're on the phone non-stop talking about it, retorted Annalise hotly. They are my trusted friends, Annalise, and I have sworn them to secrecy. Well then, how come Philippa's mum is calling us cave people? At least that's what Philippa told me. Annalise knew she had gone too far. Mum's face resembled an enormous red spot that was more than ready to be squeezed. Room now, she rumbled. Annalise stomped upstairs as her dad called. We'll have loads more time to play without this cave. We can get old Rumplenose out again and find more. Slam! Annalise had kicked the door closed, cutting off her dad and threw herself into bed, sobbing. She had to warn the cave girl, and she had to do it tonight. Now, dear listener, as always, these are not the stories of fun and happiness. They don't get tied up with a neat little bow at the end. So don't expect this one to be any different. You have been warned. Annalise crept down to the basement. Several workmen had arrived earlier in the day to discuss the plan of action to fix this mess, as Mum kept calling it. In her arms, she carried a box of old clothes. The cave girl was living down here before they uncovered the entrance. She'll be fine, but that did not mean that Annalise couldn't make her life any better. They're my old clothes, she explained as the cave girl held them up to the torchlight. I, I, d I don't use them anymore, so I thought you could have them. Intrigued, the cave girl clumsily threw on a mismatched outfit. This will be the last time I, I see you, said Annalise, holding back tears. I, I can't show you to my parents or you'll end up in a museum or a lab or something. No, no, you're, you're better off staying down here where you came from. The cave girl tilted her head in confusion. Why is your last time? Managed the girl. Her speaking was getting much better. Well, because my dad and my mum want to fill in our basement and your cave entrance. You stay here? Asked the cave girl. No, I, I have to go home to be with my family. The cave girl looked like she was battling with an extremely hard thought. Then she looked deep into Annalise's face. We find treasure. We are uh, Rumblemose, asked the cave girl. It's Rumplenose, corrected Annalise with a smile. She had explained the game a few nights before during their long talks. We find treasure, said the cave girl, taking her hand. Okay, but we can't go upstairs. The cave girl turned on the spot. No, she pointed. Cave. Annalise hesitated. She had never been more than a few meters into the cave. The cave girl could obviously sense her concern. I know cave well. D don't worry. Her speech was really improving. Annalise finally agreed and they set off deeper into the cave. They went down passageway after passageway until, after what felt like a few hours, the cave opened into an amazing world. Large glowing crystals hung from the high ceilings of this cavernous wonder, twinkling like stars. They shone down so brightly that Annalise couldn't believe they were standing underground. A beautiful blue grass gently swayed in front of them in a vast unusual field that stretched out forever. Giant birds flew in the underground sky, and bizarre creatures roamed their hidden home. This 
is amazing, gasped Annalise. Is this where you live? She turned to see the cave girl, but no one was there. No, came her echoing voice from back inside the cave. It's where you live. I am Annalise. Annalise stood frozen as she heard the retreating footsteps of the cave girl. And now, dear listener, it might sound quite harsh, but Annalise, when she got used to it, had the time of her life in this new wondrous world. She found all the adventures that she was looking for. The cave girl, on the other hand, after the basement was filled in, found a family that she always wanted and was never lonely again. Of course, mum and dad could never really explain the stench or length of hair when they found her, but they knew in their heart this must be their Annalise. Hey, Dad, asked Cave Annalise. Can you sing the Rumplenose song? Of course. Rumplenose is looking for treasure. We'll check everywhere and we'll check there together with Rumplenose. With Rumplenose. We'll check behind doors and check under chairs. We don't know what we will find there with Rumplenose. With Rumplenose. But we can't check the basement because we don't have a basement anymore. Can't check the basement. No, nothing hiding under these floors. Can't check the basement. No, we don't have a basement anymore. Can't check the basement. Rumpel Nose is looking for treasure. We'll check everywhere and we'll check there together with Rumpel Nose. Rumpel Nose. Hey, we'll check under tables and check under chairs because we don't know what we'll find there with Rumpel with Rumplenose and we can't check the basement cause we don't have a basement anymore can't check the basement no nothing hiding under these floors can't check the basement cause we don't have a basement anymore can't check the basement with Rumplenose with Rumplenose and of course, listener, if you were concerned about poor Santino, well, he moved away and helped others find their secret caves. How do I know that, you ask? Well, that's because it was me. <laughs> Good night.